trying to touch ten figures. Um. Lay on my back watching the ceiling fan. I had a dream to touch a kilogram. I seen your bitch through my gazelle shades. Skull and bones till I die, nigga, well paid. Got on my khakis out in Tallahassee. Sahari Desert and I'm even flashy. Still at odds with the Irish mob. Rose Race down Malcolm X Boulevard. Lord, these niggas really out here praying on me. Got the 40 on me and the stand on me. No white mink like I'm Dutch Schultz Run the books and let me show you how the numbers look You can't be lucky like you Luciano The kilos coming like they new pianos The fat boy got the big body Coast to coast, I can shoot product They wanna see you up in Alcatraz Forbes list, a wall and you falling fast Fuck this, hell no, nigga want a bag Eight figures count it all and I call it cab Get the drift, time to get a lift I'm getting rich, so it's hit or miss. Open up my window again. Open up my window again. I can hear death calling my name. I can hear death calling again. I swear to God, things ain't gonna change. I swear to God, things ain't gonna change. I keep a revolver with your name. I keep a revolver with your name. Just in case. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Fuck That Shit, the podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. And uh, as I sit here, I'm recording in the original studio. It's been a while since I've been here. But as I record in the original studio, I can't help but to say, I told you so. I told you so. I knew, I told you so numerous times on a lot of shit that's been going on. But this situation, I told you so. Remember, I did an episode when I was talking to just the ladies and I said, Females, please make sure you're not out here protesting for no monkey ass nigga. When they wouldn't even look in your direction if you used to tell him somebody was whooping you on your ass. And what have we seen? We've seen that another YouTube star... I mean, do we call him a YouTube star, Instagram star? I don't know. But we've seen another one's going crazy. Let the fucking money get to his head. And then what? Skeletons come out. Now, I've been good as far as not rushing to judgment. I always, I keep saying that don't rush to judgment, don't rush to judgment. But, right now, this is the easy thing as far as rushing. Because, this nigga's clearly guilty than a motherfucker. If anybody's seen that fucking Instagram live, this nigga's guilty. And on top of him being guilty, there's a lot of monkey niggas out here in the street who's defending him. There's a lot of monkey bitches out in the street who's defending them. I seen a female legit say, if those were my text messages, my nigga would have whooped my ass too. So she's putting it out there that her nigga whoops her ass. So this is shit I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. 
You give these monkey niggas a platform and they feel they're untouchable. Because this motherfucker clearly thought he was untouchable. That's why he did what he did and he kept doing what he was doing. Because best believe that wasn't the first time. And I stand true to one principle all the fucking time. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what was said. I don't care what was done. Let me make that clear. I don't give a fuck what she says. I don't give a fuck what she did. You do not touch a motherfucking female. At all. And there's nothing. Nobody can stand in front of me and told me, well, this is what happened. No. Nah. You got to be out your motherfucking mind to be a grown-ass man and defend a nigga hitting a female. And then they got some people out there who says, well, emotional abuse is the same thing. Guess what? I I, I ain't going on record on no emotional abuse. Physical abuse, that's, that's some bullshit right there. I think emotionally, both can scar each other just as bad. But fucking physically, you should never touch a fucking female. Ever. Ever. I didn't had some fucking women in my life that I wanted to fucking choke slam through a bed of thumbtacks. And the second my head got to that point, I said, nigga, get the fuck out. Pack your shit. Get the fuck out. Pack your shit. Figuratively, literally, get the fuck out. The second you can put in your head, I'ma hit her. That's a situation to get the fuck away from. Because I'm pretty certain her fucking mouth didn't just get reckless. It didn't just happen. Okay? We've all dated Caribbean women. Alright? We know. Going into it, you know they got some of the most filthiest, disrespectful mouths known to mankind or people kind so that the pronoun society don't get mad at me we all know this shit already but it's a damn shame that some men aren't man enough to deal with a woman who has a mouth on her see me i love that shit challenge me there's a difference between a fucking nag and a boss so don't don't go out there misconstruing my words some of y'all nag and then they got some of y'all that can stand on y'all own two feet who don't mind the fucking challenge and that's cool with me i don't mind a motherfucking challenge either but for people to justify what the fuck happened or said oh look there's dicks in her phone I don't know where the fuck to go with that. You clearly ain't doing something if your girl got to look to somebody else to send some dick pics. If that's what happened. Let's just go off of that. You clearly fucking up somewhere. Clearly. Motherfuck his friends. Because I know y'all know what the fuck he was doing. That shit just didn't just start happening. And that's a lot of y'all bitch ass niggas out there too. You know your man's is doing some shit. Or you know one of your friends are going through some shit. And y'all keep quiet. If it's a cheating situation. I stay the fuck out of it. That got nothing to do with me. That's y'all relationship. But a 
if it turns physical, yeah, it, it you're going to have to say something. You're going to have to say something. Because God forbid that somebody in your family, somebody's beating the fuck out of, you hope somebody stand up for them. But I forgot. As a friend of mine um, said to me the other day, there's no more empathy left. There's no more empathy left. No more. Shit, you joke now. I told y'all, it's hungry, hungry hippo out there. Everybody's out for themselves. What the fuck I can get out of this motherfucker is that that. That's that. You don't fuck with nobody else going through. And to an extent, I'm not mad at certain mindsets like that. Go do what the fuck you got to do before you worry about somebody else. But if you know a female's getting the fucking sh- just fuck beat out of her. And you stand by because your man's is the cash cow. You a bitch. And I challenge anybody. I don't give a fuck who they are. I don't give a fuck how close you are to me. If you could justify a man putting his hand on a female, you a bitch. Fucking coward. That's what he was. Pulling up her fucking past history. Like that got anything to do with the situation at hand. Putting out her fucking sex videos. Threatening to show old text messages. Nigga. Everybody know you guilty now. That's called victim shaming. Victim motherfucking shaming. That's how I know your ass was guilty from when you started doing that shit. Stinking motherfucking bitch. Like my grandmother used to say, nasty bitch. Motherfucking. Ah. I can't stand y'all niggas that justify shit like that. I can't. I can't. I motherfucking cannot. There's one thing I always fucking grew up on. I had the absolute shit beat out of me by a female. I think it was in third grade. She beat the fuck out of me because I refused to put my hands on her. Ref- absolutely refused to. Said this ain't worth it. This ain't worth it. You want to know what happened? I feel bad telling the fucking story now because niggas dead. But I ain't bad-mouthing the motherfucker. I'm just telling you the story of what the fuck happened. I had the shit beat out of me. And then some dude started laughing. So I, took, I said, bingo. This is what I'm about to fuck up now. I couldn't touch up it because you laughed. I'm going to fuck you up now. Problem was, this nigga was just as crazy as me. So he didn't just get hit and let me hit him. He swung the fuck back. And we had a decent little fight in the... What, what was that? That was PS6. No. What is nigga PS6? Or PS249? I can't remember. 249? Yep. Third grade. PS249. Yeah. PS6. That was fourth and fifth grade. Ugh. There's a beautiful girl I was in class with. I was like, I'm going to marry her. Her name was Olivia. But she was a foster kid. So, probably know how that turned out. Crack. Probably three kids by now. Don't get mad at me. It's how the statistics work out. Fuck. But yeah, man, fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. You mad because she had bigger dicks in your phone. That that right there 
is just a Napoleon complex if I ever seen one. You mad because you thought the money was going to be able to mask all of this shit. Nigga Mayweather had to go to jail for this shit. Who the fuck are you? I don't know if it's true, but nigga said you were driving out Rogers Ave in a Maserati. Rogers Ave. Rogers fucking Ave in a Maserati. Just a perfect example of dumb nigga shit. Rogers Ave. Maserati. Showing off for who? The B-49 bus. See, I didn't think the nigga was funny anymore. Once he started doing his skits that he was the female and he was moving his body like he was taking dick, from there I knew something was wrong. Because pre-Dave Chappelle clone, even he said it. Once they told him to dress like a fucking woman, he said, hell no, I'm good. I don't need the money that bad. And that's the truth. Anytime you motherfuckers have to start acting gay or acting like a fucking woman to get your point across, there's something wrong with y'all and I can no longer trust you. That's probably because your booty probably been put up in the air to get those million followers and to keep that check coming in. Because that's usually how it goes. And literally, this nigga had his booty up in the air in his fucking skits. I think he played. I think he played. Uh, uh, bah, 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 um, he played the fucking um, the scammer Jamaica Jamaican chick. See, that was alright when he played that Jamaican scammer chick. He didn't go full fucking drag queen. But when he did the fucking the hood chick. And went full on fucking drag queen. That's when I knew something was wrong with this nigga. Said you ain't funny no more. Your comedy was getting stale. So you decided let me dress like a fucking female. And that's when these comedians lose me. See Eddie Murphy's lucky. I fuck with him because life is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Major hype. Once you started putting your booty up in the air. For people to fucking double click your fucking videos that's when i knew something was wrong with you i knew something wasn't right there and then of course like most bitch ass motherfuckers out there when they get caught with their hands in the cookie jar when they get caught doing something they're not supposed to do every stupid motherfucker out here when they do something they're not supposed to do what's the first thing they do all of a sudden they religious they love God. God's going to bless me. God knows the truth. God knows this. God knows that. Tell you motherfucking something. You know y'all going to have to answer for them shits, right? You just can't drop the nigga name like that and don't think he going to check you when the time come. Y'all need to cut that shit out. Yo, did you kill this dude? I ain't killed nobody. God knows the truth. Then you come out three months later. I did it in self-defense. You gonna have to own up for that shit. How in the world do you think you gonna go to the pearly gates and tell God, I had to provide for my kids. 
So I decided to put my booty up in the air for laughs on Instagram. How do you think that's going to play? Because I'm pretty certain he's not going to find that shit funny. I'm pretty damn sure he's not going to look at you and say, you know what? You're right. You're right. You had to do what you had to do. So you disrespected yourself as a man to make money. Okay, you sold your soul. Oh, well, he's heard that shit before. But to that female, I don't know your name. But I applaud the fact that you had the strength to come out and say what really happened. Especially when this nigga went and threw out there all kind of shit that happened to you in the past before. You look like a real strong female. So I can see why you may throw out a few suck my dicks or fuck you or fuck you or bop, bop, bop. I don't condone you saying the SMD shit because you a female and you ain't got a penis. So you shouldn't say it. Okay? But it'd be funny as fuck when I hear niggas say, oh, as soon as a female say that, it's on. Yeah, shut the fuck up. But you've been through some shit. It seems like you're a better person for it now because now you got people out there who can say, you know what? You helped me get out of some shit that I didn't think I could get out of. So God bless you. And to major hype in your five different personalities, that alone is fucking crazy to begin with. You's a bitch. And all your Instagram friends are bitches that ain't say shit about it. Or maybe they keeping the fuck out of Dodge. Because they don't want their shit exposed. Because that's usually what happens. I can't have my shit out there. So I ain't going to talk about another nigga shit. That's why you live your fucking life as pure as possibly can be. So you can be like me. And talk shit on every motherfucking person. That way when they come to check you. You put your shit out there already for them. But I'm going to leave that one there. I'm going to leave that one there. Because at this point, what the fuck you going to do? What the fuck you going to do? But, um... Brings me to another Instagram... Or whatever the fuck you be called. I don't know what the fuck you... What umbrella he'll fall underneath. But my man, uh... Tariq Nasheed has been making the fucking rounds lately. With just cussing out black motherfuckers. Just cussing out. He cussed out an African. He cussed out a fucking um, uh, kid from Brooklyn. But the kid from Brooklyn clearly looked like he was fucking stupid. I don't know what made him think he was going to be able to get up on that live and get a point across. Nigga, you couldn't get a point across on my damn show. So I know he wasn't. With a fucking following of 200k. You was going to get on his fucking life. I knew that already. You stepped way over your head. Okay buddy boy. Way over your head. But I know. I like Tariq Nasheed sometimes. And in other times he just be all over the fucking place. I think he's one of those race baiters. You know the fucking people that put it in your head that everything's racist so they get you out to go on the street and do something stupid. 
I think he's one of those. Well, I could be wrong. I like some of his content. Some of his content is funny as fuck. Some of his shit is truly funny as fuck. Hate when you get a haircut. You got these little fucking hairs all over the place. Even after you wash your fucking hair. Hate this shit. Anybody out there who want to braid my hair, let me know. Females only. Give a fuck what y'all say about that comment. Females only. This ain't the longest yard with Tracy Morgan and fucking Brucey eating popcorn. Y'all remember that scene. Speaking. Speaking. Of fucking Tracy Morgan and Brucey eating popcorn. That was the perfect segue. What in the fuck? is going on with James Harden and which one which baby is this bitch baby I was gonna say the f word but if I put this clip up on Instagram I'm gonna have some people in my inbox saying I know you didn't just use the f word so I won't put the f word just for the sake of that clip but um the baby, James Harden. What in the fuck? No, not the baby. It's little baby. Little baby. Yeah, little baby. My bad. I don't want to get the baby mad. Because the baby going to be pissed off that little baby got his baby name. But motherfucking shit. This nigga gave him money in a purse. A purse. And a watch. And then... If y'all can... I had to take my glasses off for this shit. If y'all can see the whole video. And look how James Harden... Stands behind... Some big fucking security guard looking nigga. Or maybe just somebody the same height as him. I don't know. Either way... This shit looked dirty. The way he was standing behind this nigga. As... Lil Baby Actually I'm gonna keep fucking it up As Lil Baby Was opening his gifts I was disgusted I was fucking disgusted That I ever used this nigga in 2k I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it Now I see why fucking Russell Westbrook got the fuck out of town I see why he wanted that fucking trade he saw it before all of us. He saw some shit happening before all of us. He must have saw some shit in that locker room that he said, hell no. Hell no. Good thing they traded this nigga from OKC. But I've got to get the fuck up out of Houston. I can see it now. It makes perfect sense now. It makes perfect fucking sense why Russell Westbrook said, get me the fuck up out of Houston. I can't play with this nigga James Harden no more. This nigga James Harden plays footsies in the shower. I can't do it no more. And it all makes sense. The way this nigga James Harden. The way James Harden stood behind that fucking security guard or whatever the fuck that nigga was. As, uh, I gotta stop saying dub baby. As Lil Baby opened his gifts. Holy fucking shit. 
I now know who's the fucking pitcher and catcher in that relationship. That nigga James Harden is clearly, clearly the hoop, if you know what I mean. He's clearly the fucking hoop. That was some. That was just a dirty fucking sight, just a nasty, filthy fucking sight. It looked disgusting. James Harden, you a bitch. Now every time I play two K, I'm gonna put it on rookie when I gotta play whatever team you want. That was a bitch move. That was also an F-word move. Just plain and simple. Ain't no other fucking way you could put it. That had F-word written all over it. Do you know what? I could say this one. You were a fucking fish. Just a fish-ass nigga. Oh, man. That was uncomfortable to watch that video. And real quick, you know what else is going to be uncomfortable? Ashanti gonna whoop Keisha Cole ass in that versus. I'm just saying, I'm going on record right now. I'm putting it out there. Ashanti gonna win. Just because I'm a little biased with Ashanti because I kind of uh, had her blushing one day. She came into Bloomingdale's. I tell this story to everybody because it was cool as fuck. She came into Bloomingdale's with her mom's after she just got back from Trinidad, right? So... Everybody was, you know, walking past her. So I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to let her keep walking past, thinking that she's low. And then right when I get close enough to her, I'm going to tell my boss, like, yo, she looked good. And that's exactly what happened. And you saw her look at her mom's blushing. Now, I don't know. Did I have a chance with Ashanti? Probably not. But I can always say I made her fucking blush. And that's good enough for me. And because she blushed for me, I'm picking you in the motherfucking verses. So you better bring that motherfucking thing home. I ain't going to watch this shit, but I'm just going to assume you win. Even though I don't know how the fucking scoring works. I watched one versus, and that was the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer one. And because it was so good, I said, I'm not watching another one. Kind of like how I gamble. I gambled one time in Atlantic City. I won on my first fucking roll. I won money. And I said I ain't never betting again. Haven't been to Atlantic City since. Because it's never going to get that good ever again. So I go back. Like some good one night stand pussy. The fact that it managed to happen like that. You should walk the fuck away. And never call that person again. Because it's never going to get better than what it was that night. And speaking of that shit. I think there's going to be a lot of that in my future. I know. I know. I know how that sounded. I'm not saying I'm going to be fucking a bunch of random chicks for one night and call it a life. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is. Okay. What I'm saying is. This week, I um, added another layer of a business venture to my life. I started my own construction company this week. I'm going to be plugging it on the show from time to time. Um, shout out 
to um, everybody who reached out. Shout out to everybody who reposted. Shout out to everybody who asked for information for work. I appreciate that. So I started my own construction company this week because I realized there's a lot of money to be made out there. And I want some of it. So remember a couple episodes ago, I said there's some stuff that I want to accomplish by the end of the year. I made my goals list, my checklist, and that was one of the things. Another one of the things was, you know, to be halfway involved with somebody, but shit happens. I'm not proud of that. Shit happens. Person knows who I'm talking about. Still one of the coolest people I've ever met. Another thing, I wanted to have my own place. That also is on the horizon this week. Don't want to count the chickens yet, but now I can fucking mention that stuff <clears throat> because I can see it now. I couldn't see it when I recorded that episode a few months ago. I just wrote the shit down on a piece of paper. I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. But now, what I wanted to happen is there. Because I went for it. But I didn't speak on it. I just worked. I think a lot of fucking problems now. There's a lot of y'all look for gratification out there. And I said this on the last episode. Stop looking for fucking gratification from people and just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. And that comes back to my one night stand comment. That... When I put the company out there, I guess the first time to go public, when I put it out there, this was the first time that I ever started a project like this. Like when I did the podcast and I put the feelers out, I wanted to see who was going to like it. So I put the feelers out. That's why I, I had two anniversaries. I had the anniversary of the idea and the anniversary of the first episode. This one, I didn't care about a fucking feeler. I didn't care about public reception. I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew it was going to fucking work. Because I spoke this shit into existence months ago. And now I've seen it right in front of my fucking eyes. But with that being said, I said, you know what? There's a whole lot of good morning pretties and good morning beautifuls out there. But not one of them would have congratulations on the company. And that's when I realized, y'all better start living for yourselves. Because motherfuckers are going to disappoint you. Okay? People are going to fucking disappoint you. Not everybody. Everybody got one person out there that ain't going to disappoint them. But for the most part, motherfuckers are going to disappoint you. It's just that simple. So stop looking for fucking public gratification. That's why I'm glad homegirl did her live to get it off of her chest. Not for y'all to feel good about her. So I like what that live was. That live was for her to speak her fucking truth and get the fuck off. I peeped that shit. I said, okay, I see, I see what that was. 
Because that's exactly what you needed it to be. And with me, I just needed to put it out there. Because there's too much opportunity out here in the world for motherfuckers not to be going. See, I'm not afraid to strike out. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to look back and say, shit, we probably shouldn't have done that. But we did it and we learned from it. Okay? If I put something on my fucking mind, I'm going for it. It's just that fucking simple. I'm always going to... I'm If I put it in my fucking mind... It's over. See, a lot of people say that. Oh, if it's on my motherfucking mind and you and I really want to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. No, I really do it. I really fucking do it. Here's a perfect example. Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. Four, it's the Grand Theft Auto 4 with uh, Nico Bellic in, Brook, in New York. That game came out, I think I was in the 11th grade. I think I was in 11th grade. Everybody in my fucking high school who I fucked with, because I can't say everybody, I can't talk to everybody, but all the, all the fellas that I talked to in high school that were cool all got that fucking game the day it dropped. I knew I didn't have no fucking money for it. I didn't know who the fuck I was going to go to. My mom said she wasn't buying me it. My pop said he wasn't buying me it. My godmother, who normally holds me down, said she ain't got it. I said, I'm getting this fucking game today. I don't know where or how, but I'm getting this fucking game today. And I went to a fucking, I can't say A, because she's been there my entire life. I went to our neighbor, who I did a favor for a couple months ago. And I cashed in that favor, and I got me fucking Grand Theft Auto that night. So from young, I've always had, if I want it, I'm going to fucking get it. If I want to try it, I'm going to fucking try it. That's why when Fat Fuck put out there retired pro wrestler, you still have to put pro wrestler. You still have to put that by my name. I tried boxing. I didn't really like boxing too much. I don't want to be only regulated to the hands. Tried MMA by walking into the gym and realized this shit ain't for me. But I went in the gym. I said... I want to try DJing and I fucking went for it and I succeeded at it. I said I wanted to start this podcast shit. I started this podcast shit and I'm succeeding at it because this podcast ain't going nowhere regardless of my company and to people out there. I'm still keeping my regular nine to five. That's the benefits of having a cool ass fucking boss. That supports you on your side hustles. As long as you take care of the main hustle. And that's all anybody can ask. You can go do your own thing all you want. Just make sure your priorities are taken care of first. That's it. So now I'm doing the fucking construction. If I want it, I'm going for it. It's just that simple. I don't. Take a backseat to no fear. Fear fear does not live in me. At all. 
Like I said, I wanted to wrestle. I wrestled. I wanted to DJ. I DJed. I wanted to be a podcaster. I got my podcast. I wanted my own fucking company. I have my own fucking company. And guess what? If all of them shits fail, so be it. You want to know what nobody can't say? That motherfucker didn't try at least. I went for all of that shit. But I realized not everybody could come along for the ride. Not everybody. I only got two people right now guaranteed that's coming along for this ride with me. That's Hunter and Scion, my two little boys. This is this is for them. This is how I give back to them. See, fuck a college fund. They don't do shit. All that's going to do is for me going into debt saving for you and you going into debt trying to prove some shit to somebody else. Now you got something to bring to the table. Family family construction company. That's what y'all got to start thinking about in the fucking future. But get you somebody that you can walk in this shit with side by side. So a big fucking shout out to my little cousin Blizzy and his girl Tay. He just put it today and it's perfect that I'm recording an episode like this. He said his girl is dead ass his right hand man. He could do anything. Anything. No matter what it is. No matter what side of the law it's on. With his shorty, he ain't got to worry about shit. Like my man Omar Gaddafi. Who is his people? All his fucking closest soldiers was women. Because he knew. I ain't got to worry about shit with them. Nothing. Nada. Go for what the fuck you want. And in this life, find somebody that's worthy of going along for the ride. But don't ignore the red, the red signs. Everybody gives off their signs early. Give a fuck what y'all say. Everybody gives off their signs early. That you should know. Let me pump the fucking brakes and walk the fuck away from this. Everybody does it. But don't be afraid to speak your truth. Don't be afraid to. I know it's scary sometimes. I know it's tough sometimes. But don't be afraid to. Me, it took me a while to speak my truth. But people know my truth. I mentioned it on the show before. And the reason why I'm no longer afraid to speak my fucking truth or my skeletons in my fucking closet is because I accepted it. It happened. I learned from it. It wasn't my fault. It was that motherfucker's fault. He took advantage of me when I was younger. But here's the funny shit. I let it be known. You step foot in New York, you're going back home in a box. See, I'll go to jail for that. But see, I'm able to live with it because I no longer give them the power over me. And that's what I appreciate with this lady. 
she no longer gave this nigga the power over her. So there's anybody out there, anybody at all, who got some shit like that going on, just remember, you don't give them the power over you to hold shit like that over your head. They're not worthy of your energy. And they're not worthy of your fucking happiness. I can speak about it because I lived it. And the second you let that shit off your chest or you get that fucking burden off your shoulders, it's a new life. So if anybody who listens to my fucking show out there is going through some shit like that, get the fuck on. If this year taught you anything, if you made it with December 6th, 2020 if you made it through this fucking year look at all the shit that happened this year with people dying if you made it through this year drop that fucking burden because don't nobody deserves to control your fucking life like that till next time